It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And happy May the 4th be with you, Mother's Day, Jill. We're combining two holidays into one on today's Cookie Lab. I kind of surprised you with that one, didn't I? Well, I knew that it was May the 4th last week, and I also knew that it was Mother's Day, but I Mother's didn't... Day is not until next week. It's the second. It's the 13th. Yeah, so we're, that's why we're telling people about this cookie now, so they can be ready for Mother's Day. Here's what happened. Listeners. Tell us everything we need to know for the upcoming Mother's Day cookie and how May the 4th comes around next year. How to celebrate (laughs) properly. Right. And some good science. So what happened was it was time to get into the cookie lab, make cookies, and report back. And Chris had a cookie he wanted to try called the Masala Chai Cookie. Yeah. I was Googling cookies for Mother's Day. And there were all these cookies like chocolate chip cookies and oatmeal cookies <laughs> and, mm. and i said all good cookies but... but but what do mothers like more than anything else they like to be left alone <laughs> i thought you were gonna say a cup of tea with a nice <laughs> cup of tea <laughs> yes yes we do so but this recipe calls for using a food processor and chris's food processor is on the fritz correct Yes, it is a 1965 food processor, heavy That's duty. That's an antique. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it is fantastic, but a, a part of it has gone missing. Hmm. This sounds like a mystery. It is. It's a huge mystery, and I cannot replace the part. So I'm thinking of going on eBay. I can see them on eBay. And I have gotten... Parts for kitchen appliances on eBay, yes. Yeah, but I'd have to buy the whole food processor for just you this think? one little part that I need. Yeah, that's what I found so far. But oh, uh, that okay. is a that is a problem to be solved on another podcast. Right. So I said, you know what? That sounds yummy to me. I would like to make that cookie. And also, I have a friend who will be celebrating her very first Mother's Day this year, and she lives in between my house and my office and she keeps saying please stop by i'd love to see you uh, and i'll make some chai tea she's indian right she is yeah so i thought well what better way to learn how to make this cookie and maybe celebrate my friend's first mother's day so i took your recipe which is from better homes and gardens and i made it gluten-free by substituting gluten-free flour and then when it came time to roll out the dough, the dough was powder. Yeah, it's supposed to come together into clumps in the food processor. It really didn't. It was like powder. It was like almost like cornmeal. And I then refrigerated the dough because I was spreading out my availability in terms of my baking time and because we think that improves the dough sometimes, particularly with gluten-free baking, to give it some more time to and, and it's also going to enhance the flavors as well. And yes, you we've put talked a about lot that. of spices into this 
cookie and you've put a lot of tea so we're going to let it steep in the fridge there and that's what happened so then when i went to make the cookies i could the dough was still just powder so i what i did was call the cookie lab hotline and chris if you want to share your personal cell phone number with the world you can go ahead now uh you can go to the wednesday night (laughs) podcast and call our co-host craig whose phone number is on there he won't know he won't know how to help you with cookies no he won't help you but he will make you laugh (laughs) but so chris advised me to treat it like a pie crust and add some water so i just a teaspoon at a time of cold water so what I did was add nine tablespoons of ice water. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nine tablespoons? <laughs> Something like that. You know, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when I try to bake at like 11 o'clock at night. So when that's when everybody else has stopped bothering me for the day. Hello, Mother's Day. So, yeah, then the dough was, was kind of sticky. Um, but that didn't seem to be a problem. And so... My next challenge was to find a cookie cutter because the recipe online shows a really cute, like, fluted, like, scalloped edge circle. I don't have a cookie cutter like that. I dug into my cookie cutters and found the Millennium Falcon and the TIE Fighter. And I decided, why not? We just had May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Sure. That's how I made the cookies. So I think probably I added too much water just in terms of... Um, not the end product, but I, I, my dough was a little too sticky. I, I, I overcorrected, but I'm interested to see if you're going to like this cookie. The, the ta- the chai tea has a lot of flavor and the recipe also calls for a little white chocolate ganache on top. I love a ganache. It looks yummy. Do you want to try it? Well, I, I, I want to go just tell a little history because there's an interesting sure. history. Because we are broadcasting for Mother's Day, live from live from Mother's Day, mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know if you know the history of Mother's Day, Jill. Being a mother, I think, I think you might know it. I think Hallmark made it up. It's a no. Hallmark holiday. And so no? That's, what, that's why I dislike Father's Day and Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and all of these Hallmark holidays. But this was... Exactly the anti-Hallmark holiday, Mother's Day. Do tell. Yeah. There were two women, Anne Reeves Jarvis and Anna M. Jarvis. Anne Reeves Jarvis. That's not confusing at all. Well, one was the mother, Anne Reeves Jarvis was mom. And Anna M. Jarvis, we will call her Anna Jarvis from now on, was the person who brought Mother's Day around. So, In honor of her mom, Ann Jarvis? Yeah, who was a young Appalachian homemaker who was known as Mother Jarvis. And she taught, she was big on the Sunday school uh, lessons. Mm -hmm. She was also a lifelong activist who in the mid-1800s organized Mother's Day work clubs in West Virginia to combat unsanitary living conditions. So what what does that mean, work clubs? So she would organize bunches of moms to help educate other uh, moms about how to keep their houses clean, about how Mm -hmm. to keep their kids clean there were there was mm-hmm. a lot of uh, poverty in yes dirt floor houses in, in and Appalachia such, I yeah 
So after her mother died in 1905, Miss Anna Jarvis from lived in Philadelphia and she okay. wished to memorialize her mom's life and started campaigning for a national day to honor all mothers. And in May 1907, she memorialized her mother's lifelong activism with a, a church service at the Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia, where Anna's mom had taught Sunday school. Lovely, lovely concept. The following year, on May 10th, a Mother's Day service was held at the same church to acknowledge all mothers, and thus the idea that the second Sunday in May be set aside to honor every mother, whether living or deceased. So Anna Jarvis... The daughter. Yeah, continued to promote this day. And she would say... It's a nice day to write your mother a letter and tell her how much you care for her. That sounds really, really wholesome. And that was it. Connect with your mom and tell her how much you care about her. And this came to the attention of the mayor of Philadelphia, who proclaimed a local Mother's Day. And then from the local event, she went on to Washington, D.C. And in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson signed a bill designating the second Sunday in May as a legal holiday to be called Mother's Day. Well, Ms. Jarvis never had a child. She never married. And she became very upset. Well, she's, the, she's the mother of Mother's Day. So yes. that's her baby. As the holiday went mainstream, she was dismayed to see it become commercialized mm, by mm, the okay, florists okay. of the world. And it came to a point where on those days and to this day if you notice if you try to send your mom flowers through ftd you're going to pay a hefty like five times charge. more right right yeah and if you wait until the last minute as i do because i want my flowers to be fresh not because i procrastinate sorry mom you can't even get them <laughs> delivered on mother's day they're so well, that's why you should just make cookies for your mom you should you should make cookies and you should deliver them in person with a note well but if you can't because you live because your mom lives in like i don't know cleveland yeah drive there is that what you're planning to do no I, okay. i'm going to be working but my mom would appreciate a note much more than a card but i do send her a card every year that tells my her. my mom loves cards yeah she I, loves the hallmark cards. i send her a card that tells her how great i am Oh, you're one of those kids? Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Uh, so she started to sue people, Ms. Oh, Jarvis. My. She copyrighted the name Mother's Day, and she would sue people left and right. She tried to get it not to be a national holiday anymore. <laughs> she would write to the president, FDR, at the time and say, could you please take a moment from trying to re get us out of the Great Depression? <laughs> to, save the, to save the world. <laughs> and, and demote Mother's Day because it has become this commercial holiday. Well, in 1948, Ms. Jarvis died in a sanitarium with dementia, penniless from trying to end Mother's Day. And <laughs> I did not see this coming today. This I, is fascinating. Ironically, the Florists Association paid for her funeral. 
Oh, Anna, that's a uniquely American tale. Thank you for sharing it with me, Chris. Now we will celebrate by eating TIE Fighter cookies. <laughs> okay, so if you want to taste the TIE Fighter... All right, here we go. This I'm is curious a, mostly about the texture because I think to be, I can smell how good the flavor is. Oh, my gosh. Is. Right. They, it smells of cardamom mm. and, uh, what else, some cinnamon. And yeah. Yeah. They smell absolutely ginger. delicious. So the recipe calls for chai tea, which if you don't have, it then tells you how to make your own by using black tea and then adding the spices. I just bought the the chai tea at the at the Trader Joe's. Okay, so this has and no And cut addition. open some of the tea bags. Yeah. And it, but th- those are the spices that it contains. And you don't so brew way, the tea. You don't brew the tea. Correct. You just it's just the, the dry powder. Oh, that's amazing. It's like it's the it's spices. Yeah, it would be good to use to use brewed tea somehow. Maybe, maybe we in, could add that maybe to the ganache. Maybe instead of your uh, nineteen tablespoons of water. <laughs> okay, you ready? These are supposed to be like shortbread cookies, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so let's see. They're they're thin. They're about a third of an inch. So here here they're we go. They're supposed to be little circles. So I don't know. This eating one of these big tie fighters is probably like eating two of what they're supposed to be like. Okay. Here we go. Mmm. Crisp. Mmm. It's crisp. It's kind of I don't know that I would call it shortbread. It's a little more crisp and thin. Mm-hmm. They're very good. I think they're a great dunking cookie. I'm gonna try to dunk it. Let's try a dunk it. I think it might be one of our more grown-up tasting cookies. It, it definitely is, and I I anticipated that it would be a grown-up tasting cookie. It doesn't look like it had a lot of sugar in it. Just half a cup. Yeah. I'm glad that it has the ganache on top, because otherwise it might be a little too bitter of a cookie. It's funny that you say that, Chris, because there's only one review of this recipe on the internet, and the person said... That they're so sweet that they don't even bother with the ganache. But I don't really think that's true. I don't think they're too sweet. I think the ganache is perfect. It definitely reminds me of a, a cookie that you would have at a tea. Mm-hmm. At maybe a... And you could use, you know, a less silly cookie cutter, particularly... If you were bringing If you them. are going to make them for your mom. I, my mom is not, not a Star Wars fan, but it's not something I associate with her particularly. Maybe some nice tulip-shaped cookie mm-hmm. cutters or carnation-shaped. I think that that's what they were going for was a carnation with that yeah. fluted round circle. Yeah, that would probably be a lovely shape. I love the smell. I actually want a little bit more sugar in the cookie. Mm-hmm. I would probably, if I make this again, do some experimenting. It's unique. It's definitely unique. I've never tasted a cookie like this. And you can really taste the tea. Mm-hmm. I am enjoying it, but I think it needs to go back to the lab for perfecting, fine-tuning. I should have used the recipe from Best Homes and Gardens. Oh, yes, not the Better Homes and Gardens recipe. Well, at least you didn't use the Mediocre Homes and Gardens recipe. <laughs> Would you like to know a little science while we're, mm-hmm. while we're enjoying our tea? and mm-hmm. our? Yeah, I think I think this is a Mother's Day cookie. It's good. So as I was thinking about what science we would do, I just kind of was perusing the scientific literature on tea. And I didn't Mm. know this. I was hoping you were going to tell me how lightsabers work. (laughs) That's That's for when we actually broadcast on May the 4th. 
You'll have to wait okay. for that. Yeah. You may know this, but I, I didn't, not being a tea drinker. And, but, you know, there are many things that I eat that I don't know the science of uh, until I look it up. So, so that may be an assumption on my part. But did you know that all tea is made from the leaves of the same tea plant? Yes. You... I know that because, yes, because I traveled to the Azores, which is a group of islands in the Atlantic Ocean belonging to Portugal. Okay. Is and it... historically, it was a place where they, in like the 1800s, were growing a lot of oranges. And there was something bad, a fungus or something, and the orange crop failed. And they said, we need to, we need to be, learn how to grow something else so that our whole economy does not collapse. And they began to cultivate tea. And it's the only place outside of Asia where tea is grown. Oh. And since I was there... I did a tour of the tea plantation and I learned about that green tea and black tea are from the same plant and it has to do with how long you dry the leaves. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's the tea plant Camilla sinensis. And there are six main types of tea that are produced. There's white tea, yellow tea, green tea, oolong, black, and post-fermented. And that's all the same? They're all from the same plant. I thought oolong was a like a flavor, like pico, orange pico, oolong, oh, with different spices, Darjeeling. Well, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I thought there were. I guess I would have thought there were many varieties of the tea plant. Sure, and that it was just the green and black that came from the same plant. But you're you're letting me know that there's like six dif- six different kinds that come from the same. There are six main types, and yes, and and then. People add spices, they add other types of fruit, they add all kinds of things. But basically... Like what's Earl Grey tea? Earl Grey has different spices in it. Besides yucky. Yes, exactly. That's why people think it might be yucky, because it's not pure tea. (laughs) I don't know if people think it might be yucky. I just do. (laughs) No, I've heard that before from people who will drink tea, any tea except Earl Grey. I don't know. I, mm. I'm not a mm. tea kind, connoisseur. But I do know that the differences in color, taste, and aroma are created by controlling the degree of oxidation during oh. processing. So tea is just like, it, it, it's a, it has its own dictionary of chemicals that are amazing. make it up. But the main ones that are associated with taste and aroma and the health effects that people talk about for teas are polyphenols. And Have we ever talked about that before? Well, polyphenols. We haven't named polyphenols, I don't think, but there is a type of polyphenol that we love. What's that? Flavonoids. <laughs> the Plant produces these chemicals, as we have discussed before with other plants that we eat and we put into cookies, not for our benefit. They're not thinking of us at all. They are to help. Well, they're plants. Right. They are, they are thoughtless. <laughs> they, they lack certain capacities, but I'm sure their intentions are good. <laughs> they make these chemicals, these polyphenols, to help the plant fight against predators and stress on the plant. So the polyphenols just go along their lives as long as the plant 
uh, is alive and the leaves remain on the plant. Like as the plant gets older and older and older, it doesn't develop more polyphenols or anything. They're just in the plant doing their thing. And when you pick the plant, when you pick the leaves off the plant, the process of oxidation starts. Okay. As soon as they're picked. Much like when you cut an apple open. Mm-hmm. So the oxygen in the air mixes with the chemicals in the apple and causes it to turn brown. The mm -hmm. same thing is happening in tea leaves. Avocado. Okay. Green, white, and yellow teas are subject to very little oxidation because they are heated and the polyphenols are broken down soon after picking. Yes. Uh, the polyphenol content of these teas is very similar to that of the fresh leaves. In contrast, for black tea, the leaves are cut and then beat up and bruised. Mm. This destroys the cell structure and allows all the leaf juices that contain the polyphenols to be completely oxidized. And you get a much stronger tasting Tea. And that's what I go for. Yeah, some people like the green teas, some people like the black teas. There are all kinds of instructions on how to make your tea. Uh, we've discussed this before. I suggest that you being a tea drinker should have an electric tea kettle to heat your tea water to the perfect temperature because you should that's the only thing you should ever experience is purely perfect tea. <laughs> I appreciate that. Unfortunately, I am crashing through my life like a bull in a china shop, and I <laughs> I take whatever hot water is available at all times. Well, hopefully for Mother's Day, your children will write you an appreciative note and get you an electric tea kettle. Are you guys listening? No, they don't. they're not. <laughs> so, Well, I'm sure that's what you're going to do for your mom. Mm-hmm. And you're going to drive it out there. And I'm going to drive it out there with some masala chai tea cookies and her own personally signed copy of the Cookie Lab podcast. <laughs> well, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there next week and happy or this weekend coming up and happy Star Wars Day to the Star Wars fans in our lives and keep your paws off our cookies. I was going I was trying to think of a way to wrap that up with may the force be with you like may the cookies be with you mm -hmm. or yeah it's not working okay. what you did was good thank you thank you and you know what we'll be next back next week and you'll have another chance to to work that in there <laughs> okay let's see how Jill Very does good. next week all right <laughs> take care bye, bye. It's Cookie Lab.